Hello, everyone, and welcome back to OK Yup. How incredible is it that we are back together? I'm so excited. I know what it looks like. I made this big um, coming back episode, and I was like, I'm back for good, baby. But um, then I actually haven't done one all summer, or at least since like May or something. Um, so hi things have just been crazy busy but a good crazy busy and also i've been lacking motivation not in any um you know negative sense or any negative reasons behind that but you know sometimes you're not feeling creative and i do this podcast for fun and i whoever listens listens and so i appreciate you all for sticking around but that's the fun of it. I don't have too many pressures to, you know, maintain this, you know, really consistent schedule, which at one point I did when it was the height of COVID and nothing else I had going on and I needed to be creative. And, you know, how wonderful is it that I've had other creative outlets and other ways to fill my days too, but that doesn't mean I love this any less. And I'm just very excited to be back. And I've had quite the plethora of inspiration come to me. All good things. So I don't know where I last left off with all of you. Um, I think, like I said, May. And so I basically, my most previous one, maybe a couple back was talking about, you know, like, where have I been and imposter syndrome, which is so true. And that's going to be on the one of the upcoming episodes kind of talking about, you know, I'm going to, I think... A lot of the episodes I'm going to be talking about coming up are about this post-undergrad transition, which I think is really difficult for a lot of people. And so and I think imposter syndrome goes along with that. So if you'd like a little, you know, interlude to the following podcast episodes, please go listen to that one if you would like to. I also, so much has changed since I've last talked to you all. And to be honest, I don't know how much I've, like where I last left off. So let me give you a little rundown of how this path, whoop, path, past month has been specifically, you know, in my school and professional and social, whatever, whatever, all the all the things. So I have now started occupational therapy school and I'm so in love with it, which is so amazing because I think one of some something that people fear a lot when they enter grad school is like, oh, did I make the right choice? And obviously I've always known I've wanted to do this, but it is kind of scary at first because you don't quite know what you're getting yourself into. And, you know, it's a lot of money and more time and it's been so amazing. It's really solidified, although it's only been you know, three or four weeks, but it's really solidified my wanting to do this. And so it's been a really good start to the school year. And although some of it's a lot of work or more like specific concepts to wrap your brain around, it's so amazing to be in a space where everyone wants to be there and everyone chose to be there and everybody's passionate about this. And I know it's like that in undergrad, but I think a lot of times people also choose to go to college who 
are still figuring out their journey and their path, which is also fine um, because college is such a learning experience. But it's really cool to be in one setting where everybody's so passionate about it. I also decided to run cross country again, which I kept saying I wasn't going to do. But I am taking this season as what it is and, you know, just having fun with it and staying in shape, running, and knock on wood, but my times have been improving from last year still. So I thought I hit my peak, but I'm still peaking, which is great. And some other professional opportunities have come up, and I think I'll get into that um, in a few episodes or maybe even this one. We'll see where the wind takes us. I actually, as of right now, I'm waiting on a poll for you all to tell me what you want to hear. Oh, I have one little vote. Not Sorry, not one little vote. I have one of the – okay, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say one of my three options is clearly winning. Uh, anywho, so I, I guess it's a little sneak peek. But as always, the national day that it is, or international, you know, depending on which ones we find. So the day that this really comes out, September 21st, it is National Cat and Dog Gut Health Awareness Day. And that is so important because I used to have a cat and he had parasites because he drank from puddles because he was a stray cat. And so that's really important. Um, And then my other dog, not other dog, other pet my old dog, she also had some gut issues toward the end. I love her and I miss her. Honestly, my new thing has been petting dogs everywhere I see them. And I I, I don't know why. Like I've I've always loved to be like – I always love to pet dogs when I see them. But now I have like no shame. And I'm always like, can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? And it's really great for me. <laughs> um, it is also Escapology Day. That is awesome. Um, Get ready day, which is the little excerpt says, are you prepared for emergency crisis situations like like natural disasters and pandemics? So I guess it means literally get ready for those. But hopefully we are not going to experience that. Uh, Miniature golf day. Grace, I'm talking to you. She loved mini golf. National Brittany day. I personally don't know any Britneys. Oh my gosh, somebody is coughing outside my room. National Chai Day. I'm trying to get more into chai, but I just, I'm such a coffee girl. National Hannah Day. National Christina Day. I wish I knew people with these names. <laughs> I'm sure I do, so I'm sorry, but um, National Opioid Awareness Day. National Pecan Cookie Day. I've never even heard of that. And let's choose two more. World Alzheimer's Day. That's actually a really good one. And that comes up in one of my professional opportunities. You know, I guess I'll just, we have to, for one of my OT things, we have to volunteer somewhere and I'm going to be at an Alzheimer's clinic. So that's really exciting because, oh my gosh, who's slamming doors? Someone also needs a little drink of water because they're really coughing. Um, but I've never dealt with that population, so I'm really excited to get that experience. And then let's finish up with World Gratitude Day. That is really important. Just be grateful for what you got, and I'm grateful for all of you. Also, as always, um, what 
is my positive thing today. Today was just a really good overall day. I, I'd say my most positive thing, well, my boyfriend woke up here today and it's always great to see him. So it was nice to see him today and last night. So that was beautiful that I could see him last night and today. It was like I saw him two days right in a row. That's so exciting. And then I, oh, and then I also went for a really beautiful run today with my friend Elizabeth during our practice. The weather was just perfect and we went pretty slow, but that was okay. And it was just great to have a little run therapy talk. That's kind of our specialty. (laughs) Well, today I am going to be talking, now some of the votes are in a little bit more and it's very, very close. But regardless, I'll talk about the second place one next week or, you know, when I get to it. Um, And so today I'm going to be talking about saying no in the professional world. And I think that ties in very nicely to my experience this summer and the start of this fall. And I think it's something that I've had to learn. And it might not seem like the best thing right away from an outsider's perspective, but you know yourself better than anyone else does. And sometimes it's the best thing to say now. So let's get started. All right. Well, to start, I, first of all, I went back and checked when I lasted my last podcast episode and it was in July. So honestly, not as far off as I thought I was. So that is great. <laughs> um, so in my imposter syndrome podcast, a couple episodes back, I talked about a job that I had started over the summer and I honestly got through two days of training and that for any of you who know me, I am very much in the mentality of I'm not quitting this. I am going to finish it through. Regardless, there's going to be something good that comes out of it. I have to stick it out, which in some cases, that's really true and valuable. I'm also the type of person who does not make decisions lightly. I'd say if there's anything Like if I go into an interview and they do the classic like, oh, what's something you can improve on? It's always I'm a terrible decision maker. I don't phrase it like that because that's not the best thing to say in an interview. However, that is one of my really weak uh, traits about myself because I take everything very much to heart and I am always in the mindset of what if – what if I do this one? What if I don't do this one? What if I choose this? What will happen if I don't choose this? I'm constantly asking questions and it's good to ask questions and it's good to have that part of me, but it can also be very mentally draining. And this happened a lot when I was choosing grad schools. So let's go back even, you know, six months from, from here where I was choosing grad schools. And there was two that I was really highly considering and it's the one I ultimately chose and then another one in the area. And I made lists upon lists upon lists. I met with my professors at the time, my undergrad professors. I met with the heads of both OT departments, both from the school I go to now and the one that I was considering. And I 
I was asking other OT students. I was finding them on LinkedIn and, and asking if they recommended the program. I like you name it, I did it in terms of weighing the options. And I, you know, I budgeted every single semester and what the difference would be. I found housing for both options. I found, you know, um, I was weighing out how much it would cost to commute and how much transportation would be. Like I did the most extensive decision-making process ever. And I ended up deciding on the school that I always said I wouldn't go to. Not because it's not a wonderful school, because I love it. Obviously, I chose it again, but because it was my undergrad school. And I've always seen myself doing something different after. And so that was a really, really difficult decision for me to make. I, If I go back into my notes app on my phone, I guarantee I can still find the extensive um, pros and cons lists and then the edited pros and cons lists and then the edited, edited, edited pros and cons list. I spent a lot of nights crying over that decision because it was so difficult. And, but that decision, although difficult, it led me to where I am now and it's going to lead me to where I am or where I will be. Hi. Sorry, there was a little, got a notification. Um, it's going to lead me to where I, I'm supposed to be. So over the summer, I was trying to figure out what exactly my summer plans were going to be in terms of careers. I or I guess I should say jobs because it's not really my full-time career. Um, but there's always a school that I work at always for the past couple of years. But there's a school I really, really like to work at, to work at that relates very closely to my grad school program. And I knew I wanted to do that, but that doesn't start until July. And, you know, I graduated in early May. And so, and I, I think I consider myself a workaholic, not even in the sense of perfectionism or needing to always be earning the most money, but in the terms of always needing to be moving and always needing to be doing something. And I, so I was like, oh, I need to fill this time by getting another job and which isn't that's a completely normal thought everyone you know people consider that all the time and so for long story short because i've already told the story so i'll just give a little brief overview for those who didn't hear that podcast episode i realized the second day of training it wasn't for me and it's something that i knew it wasn't going to be for me it not only were the hours going to burn me out because once i started my job at the school I was going to return to, I would have 12-hour days with both jobs together. But also, I was not meshing with the line of work that it was. And I, it didn't bring me joy. It didn't advance me in my eventual career. And it was causing more stress to my life than without it. And I think growing up in Gen Z, I think other generations would, you know, call us lazy and it's it's difficult because I think we we're raised in a way where you're supposed to say yes to everything and you're supposed to take every opportunity and run with it. And I think that's true to an extent. But I also value happiness and time over falling into the grind and 
having that bit more money. I've always been someone that's considered happiness and time the most important things in a professional sense. And so it was really difficult for me to make this decision. And again, I was weighing all the options. I was going for long walks and clearing out my head and then making all those thoughts in my head translate onto more notes of pros and cons to why I should stay and how much money I would be losing, how much money I would be making. And granted, at this point, it was the second day of training and the second day was remote training where we just had to do like online videos. So I'd done one day of in-person training. So I wasn't in far deep. But in my head, I'm like, should I at least try it? And should I like get through the training, stick it out? But then I'd have to give in a month's notice and then I'd have to stick out even more. And I'm just going to be miserable. And I know someone that you know, it was my sister. She worked in this line of work and she was very upfront. It's very exhausting. And I, at that point, knew how exhausting my other job was. Exhausting, but very rewarding. And I just didn't want to be so burnt out again. And at one point she said something, she's like, it's not cute anymore to be as busy as we always are. And it's so true because the way we've always exhibited our, you know, schedules and stuff. It's very go, 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 do everything, fit everything in. We can do it all. It's just say yes to everything. And it was a really difficult decision. I called my parents. I called my sister. And eventually I decided I'm just going, I know that this job isn't for me. Like I can just feel it. And so I wrote a very professional email, just thanking them for the opportunity, but also telling them that it wouldn't fit in with my school and professional schedule. And then I had to return, you know, like the tablet that they gave me, which was awkward, but it's better to have that one awkward five minute interaction, less than that, even like a 30 second interaction, than go on for months of being unhappy. So sometimes it's better to say no if and, and it's hard because if you think there could be some benefit out of it, then totally go for it and and stay in it and maybe it's going to get better. But also don't feel the pressure of needing to just stay in it and be unhappy because there's always something better. And, you know, I once I stopped doing that job or I didn't continue with it, I took up more babysitting hours and my the people I babysit for are very generous and it's it ended up being okay financially. And then I, you know, started at the school I worked at and I began my summer classes and it was all so much. And I couldn't have imagined after my eight to two o'clock hours at the school, then doing three to seven every day at the other place. And like sometimes self-care is very much needed. And I'm going to use a quote that someone just told me in another example. Self-care is not selfish. And you can say yes to some things and not yes to everything. And, you know, when you're trying out different jobs or different opportunities, you're trying them out as much as they're trying you out. And you're allowed to take a step back and do what's best for you. So as the you know, summer comes to an end. 
I'm presented with an opportunity. And I'm going to be very, um, how do I, broad because these are real people and real stories and it doesn't involve anyone. It's only I'm the one that matters in this. And I was presented with another work opportunity and I was really excited about it. And usually people, you know, it's through my school and usually people in my program don't get these types of opportunities because it's such a high workload and it's very clinical, the program. And so usually more clinical programs don't get to do these jobs. So I was real, I was even honored to be considered for this job. So, you know, it starts and it's great and it's a wonderful department at my school. The people who work there, it was nothing but positive and they do amazing things for my school. And I just realized it wasn't working. And I started to feel myself going under again and, you know, having like that one extra thing that's too much. And so it's something that I considered for a while is taking a step back. You know, I met with my therapist. I met with my, I called my parents. I talked to my friends. I made lists upon lists again, me with all the lists. And then I tried to imagine my life with this job and without this job and seeing what brought me more joy. And despite it being an amazing group of people and they do amazing things for my school, it's, I know it's best for me to take a step back because I always told myself that in grad school, I want to put, in terms of all the things I always have going on, you know, in under, in high school, let's start there. I was in, I was a three season athlete. I was in theater. I was class president. I was in other, you know, smaller clubs. Like I just did it all. And that translated to undergrad too, where I was a double major. I was in theater for most of college. I was a three-season athlete. I was an orientation leader. I worked multiple jobs, two of them being on campus and then babysitting a lot of the days of the week. And it comes to a point where you really have to set your priorities. And when I see myself as a grad student, of those school-based things, I wanted my classes and my program to be the number one thing because that's why I'm here and that's what's bringing me joy. And I've also been really, how do I say that? I've been really, it's been an amazing opportunity now to run again. And I'm taking that because I'm I'm never going to be able to do that. And I'm never going to be able to have one more season to compete on a team. I mean, obviously there's, running clubs and stuff, but it's never like this. And when I thought about not doing cross country again, in my head, I said, would I regret not doing this more than I'd regret doing this? And the answer was yes. And I kind of do that when I'm weighing everything. That's like kind of my last downfall uh, question I asked myself. And when I thought about taking this one more thing on my plate, I asked myself, would I regret Sorry, I'm coughing, not crying. Um, Would I regret not doing this more than I'd regret doing this? No. And it's sometimes so hard to say no to things, especially when there's no like bad juju or anything. 
and there's been nothing it's almost easier to say no to stuff when it's actually when someone's like wronged you or if it's like a negative environment so that makes it so much harder that it's such a a wonderful group of people and wonderful you know thing on campus that i was offered to work for but unfortunately it just doesn't it doesn't work with the type of grad student i am aiming to be and then on top of that having some type of social life and wanting to maintain that because i think that's also very important as a young 20 something year old because we're in such this limbo phase of now you're done with college and so you don't see people like you do when you were an undergrad so it's it's a big navigation process and i was explaining to the to one of the families i babysit for that this i was just kind of explaining my new availability and you know i said i was like oh this is i have some more availability because this job didn't work out and i was like i feel like such a failure because first i stopped that job in the summer and now i'm stopping this and that's so unlike me and i was talking to my therapist about this today because i was like i feel like a failure because i'm not following through with things but i wouldn't see it as a failure i'd see it more that i'm learning more of what i want and more of my professional goals and what I know will benefit me in the long run professionally. And now it's wonderful because I get to return to the school that I worked at over the summer once a week, which brings me so much joy and is directly related to my field of study. And I get to, you know, hang out with the kids I babysit and I get to feel freedom with more in a social environment not to say that i wouldn't feel that before but it's definitely it's a weight lifted off my shoulders and i think that solidifies things and it's not failure if you say no to something it's knowing more what you want and what you it's almost in a way i'd like to think maturing because you know, as I have grown up, I've started saying no to more things and started saying yes to less things. And it shows that I I know what my priorities are and I know what I want for myself and I know who I want to be. And if you're struggling to make decisions in a professional sense or if you're struggling to kind of cut that tie, know that you're not failing and you're not being a quitter you're allowed to change your mind and you're allowed to make different decisions because sometimes you need a little bit of experience to know what you do or don't want. And so I think especially in, this goes for a lot of other 20 something year olds, we're always told to take every opportunity and run with it, which to an extent, yes. But if that opportunity isn't right for you, don't feel like you're a failure for not continuing with it because maybe the next opportunity will open because you had to say goodbye to a different one. So be gentle with yourself and patient because that's the big thing I'm learning right now is patient is patience because I think 
I always say that I'm really impatient and I'm a go, go, go person, but I think the person that I'm the least patient with is myself. And so be understanding that it's okay if you're figuring it out because this is the first time you're going through life and we don't know everything. We don't have all the answers. So give yourself a little grace and allow yourself to, I don't even want to say make mistakes, but have experiences to then know what you want. And it's okay to take a turn in your path because speaking from a professional standpoint, I like to think I know what I'm going to do in three, three years time. And people, they keep asking me, you know, what population do you want to work with in OT? And I keep saying to them, I'm like, well, I think right now this one, but it's all I've had experience with. And so through experience and through growing, you'll know what you want. And I know that sounds a little contradictory to what I've been saying, but just listen to yourself because you know more than anyone else what you want to do and what's best for you. And don't be ashamed of that. And trust yourself because you are a smart cookie and you deserve all the praise. Thank you all so much for listening. I've had such a fun little night recording this for all of you, and I'm so excited to hopefully get back into this. I, you know, I was doing homework and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling inspiration. And when those inspirations come, I like to take them and run with it because they are few and far between sometimes with just how crazy life can be. But thank you all so much. As always, I'm rooting for you. You're all beautiful. And please join me next time on OK Yup. Thank you.